I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First Formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 100 Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into her presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is she that made us, and we are hers. We are her people and the sheep of her pasture. Enter her gates with thanksgiving and her courts with praise. Give thanks to her and bless her name. For the Lord is good. Her steadfast love endures forever and her faithfulness to all generations. Exodus chapter 4, verses 27 through 31. The Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness and meet Moses. So he went, and he met him at the mountain of God and kissed him. Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord which he had sent him, and all the signs with which he had charged him. Then Moses and Aaron went and assembled all the elders of the Israelites. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses and performed the signs in the sight of the people. The people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had given heed to the Israelites and that he had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshipped. Acts chapter 7, verses 35 to 43. It was this Moses whom they rejected when they said, Who made you a ruler and a judge? And whom God now sent as both ruler and liberator through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He led them out, having performed wonders and signs in Egypt and the Red Sea and in the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up a prophet for you from your own people. And he raised me up. He is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our ancestors, and he received living oracles to give us. Our ancestors were unwilling to obey him. Instead, they pushed him aside and in their hearts turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make gods for us who will lead the way for us. As for this Moses who led us out from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has happened to him. At that time they made a calf, offered a sacrifice to the idol, and reveled in the works of their hands. But God turned away from them and handed them over to the worship of the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets. Did you offer me? Did you offer to me slain victims and sacrifices forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? No, you took along the tent of Moloch and the star of your god Raphan, the images that you made to worship. So, you will, so I will remove you beyond Babylon. Good morning and welcome to the second Friday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. 
This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 100, Exodus 4, and Acts 7. And for any of uh, new listeners, the um, the Psalms uh, repeat uh, for three days because with the RCL, um, non-Sundays, there are six non-Sundays in the week, um, they, the Psalm gets split. And I don't do Saturdays because it's a weekday podcast. Um, the uh, Every other day that I read a Psalm, it will be read with feminine pronouns for God. Um, part of that is, um, especially for the Psalm, and you notice I didn't do that in Exodus, the Psalms are, are meant to be prayers and songs, and they are um, they're often depicting God in really uh, diverse ways. Um, but uh, I think, I, as I've said in an earlier podcast, I'm not sure, um, that God was existed before gender existed. Um, it's, it's misleading to attribute any gender to God, male or female. And in the Greek Septuagint, um, and in Hebrew, uh, God is uh, usually referred to as a man or with male pronouns. Uh, but you'll also notice with um, the NRSV and, and some of the more um, scholarly tending translations, um, the, the masculine pronoun is a stand-in for just anybody, just like man is a stand-in for humanity. Um, and so it may or may not have been intended. It probably, I mean, probably was. But um, you, I think you even heard in Exodus, there's a series of he's for which the subject was actually going back and forth between Moses and God. Um, and I like to change it up. I think it's uh, kind of exercises my mind a little bit to refer to God in different ways uh, to keep from uh, falling into a static uh, an under- understanding of God. Um, there's a really popular um, idea in Christianity which um, has been borrowed from Greek philosophy, the idea that God is the unmovable mover. Um, and it's a bit of stoicism in which uh, emotions are to be restrained and um, the, the kind of person that we are called to be is to be kind of immovable, um, rational beings without a whole lot, if any, um, influence of the emotions. If you read the Old Testament, that's simply not the case. Um, I mean, you can't have a Stoic understanding of God and read the Old Testament without having to throw it out. God changes his mind. God gets angry. Um, and these are all reflected in humans because we have emotions too, lo and behold. Um, so the that's why I appreciate um, changing uh, kind of uh, switching it up in the psalm at least um, and so on Tuesdays and Fridays for the second time I read the same psalm I'll replace uh, masculine pronouns uh, with fe- feminine pronouns um, and it also follows uh, from the the fact that as I was starting this podcast uh, it was right when uh, the the Department of Defense was opening up combat arms specialties to women and I thought it would be apropos to to um, 
expand the way, at least on the podcast, I, I refer to God. Um, the, uh, but moving into the readings themselves, there's just one thing that I stood out that I've been kind of trying to roll around in my head. Um, the, uh, the things that make a soldier a good soldier, um, and the things that make a grunt a grunt, um, this kind of list of attributes or characteristics or virtues, what are they? And oftentimes, um, obedience is one of the things that we think of in terms of like, what is it that the military conditions its, its followers to do and that is to obey. And that can be really problematic, um, because obedience, too much of it can be blind obedience and too little of it can be insubordination or, or uh, could just be sloth. I don't know. Um, but I, and so when we read in Acts 7, verse 39, our ancestors were unwilling to obey him. Instead, they pushed him aside in their hearts. They turned back to Egypt. I'm wondering if loyalty is a better descriptor for this thing, uh, one of the things of perhaps many, that make soldiers soldiers, um, good soldiers, I suppose. Um, and rather than obedience, um, in this verse, we hear kind of a hat tip to what the, the, the substance of obedience is, to not push the person aside, to push God aside or our neighbor or our friend. Um, and I've been wondering if loyalty is not a better um, uh, description of the virtue or one of the virtues that soldiers and veterans um, embody as part of their military training and experience. Um, and we see here that it wasn't necessarily obedience for obedience's sake, but obedience because it keeps the person close to God. It, it, keeps, um, it keeps them from pushing God aside. And that's something closer to what we might call camaraderie, um, this closeness. I would do something for you because of our relationship, not necessarily just because um, you told me to and it's the right thing to do, um, because I trust you and I know that you trust me. I will I will do things for you and with you <clears throat> that I other, otherwise might not. I'll follow you into an ambush, or well, hopefully not. But um, I will I will follow your example because I trust you. Um, and sure, you're obeying, but the the kind of relationship that God wants us to have does not does not rely on mere obedience. Um, because if it, if it did, God would just take away our will. We'd, we'd be robots. That, the, the perfect creature would just be, you know, an extension of, of God's will, which is true, actually, now that I say that. Um, but it has to be a choice. It has to be something that I'm not going to do it because you tell me to. I'm going to do it because I trust you because I love you and because I know uh, that you trust me. And I think that's something closer to loyalty than obedience. Um, uh, the, uh, the reading for this morning 
doesn't go into much depth, um, but it has gotten me thinking what makes Christian soldiers um, good as soldiers. Um, And if you're tuning in just this morning, I'm working on my third book, God is a Grunt and Other Good News for GIs. And that's what's got me thinking a little bit more deeply about what it is that we can actually say about Christian soldiers um, and what makes them good as opposed to, you know, stereotypes or, or bad. A lot of progressives don't think that Christians can be soldiers. Um, and a lot of conservatives think that all soldiers should be Christians. Um, and so that's where this <clears throat> this is coming from. Um, but if you want to learn more, reach out to me um, on social media. Um, respond with a, a voice message on Anchor, and I'm happy to go into more, but um, I should probably sign off because my throat is really bothering me. Prayer of Self-Dedication from the Book of Common Prayer Almighty and Eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated to you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.